Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Kaylin Patterson of the O'Kellen Clan. Midwest Muscle P for P Real Talk in your earlobes, in your eyes, and in your mind. And this program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship foundation in all of the world. And if you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on and a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now, let's talk. Hey, everybody. Kaylin Patterson. I'm on live on air, minus... My partner in crime, Desiree, she is off doing other duties, motherly of sorts, so she sends her regards, but needless to say, the show must go on, and we have a spectacular guest, and I do mean spectacular, I got to see him live and in person, and I can tell you if anyone has seen the pictures that we've shared, it doesn't do the man justice. He walked on stage a phenomenal physique. I can't even imagine all that had to happen. I'm talking about Mike Porter. He won the PNBA Pro Bodybuilding Men's Championship, won a nice belt as well at the North American. He, he it was it was just a good good lineup of guys on stage, the top quality athletes. But Mike, you stood above everyone else. Before we get into that part of the show, let us get the breakdown of who you are, why you wanted to even become a bodybuilder, and what you know compelled you to want to step on stage and compete. Sure. Well, thank you for that nice intro, Kaylin. That was uh, that was very kind. I really appreciate the kind words about, uh, as you know, the hard work that goes into before even stepping on stage. Uh, so I guess who I am, uh, Mike Porter, I've been a natural pro bodybuilder since 2012. Uh, I think I've competed in somewhere around eight or ten pro shows. Um, I guess the other question was why. Why do I compete? Um, yeah. Because growing up, I've always been a very competitive person. So it was in high school and all that, it was always, it was soccer, wrestling, track, it was sports, it was intramurals in college. When I'm done with college, now it was, what what can I do to, to push myself? What, what What's the challenge out there? So that's when I kind of transitioned into bodybuilding since it's such a mental, emotional, physical, uh, personal challenge. And, uh, you know, I started lifting weights and started seeing some pretty good progress and had some people kind of approach me just saying, hey, why don't you do a show? And, uh, you know, at first I was, ah, I'm not big enough. Uh, and finally they, they talked me into it and I did my first show uh, in 2009. I was just a local show, but I won it. That kind of, kind of hooked me and set me up to, uh, to continue down the natural path and move towards, uh, you know, like the PNBA, NGA, IP, all the big organizations, but the, the PNBA has been the biggest that I've competed in yet this far. So that was that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool experience in competition in North America that I won here uh, a week and a half ago. So, yeah. Well, uh, before we go any further, there was a guy. Uh, I'm gonna throw his name out there because he didn't say anything wrong. Uh, his name was Stan, and he had he's been he's an up and down listener. I mean, this guy uh, sometimes Des and I can can put his uh, questions on the air and sometimes we can't, but he had one good point that, and Stan, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to read this one because it was very valuable. And he talked about what 
basically separates the natural from the enhanced. And one of his ideas or one of his ideologies in his brain is that we all come from a sporting background. The ones that are continuously pushing ourselves seem to have that challenge of competitiveness and and winning. And I I don't disregard that. I I will not disregard that because that's something that always compelled me to compete in organized sports. His point was at some point that competitive nature is ended, whether by choice or by injury. And then the next big thing is what's next. And either they go to drugs, not steroids. I'm not talking about the steroids, just like some kind of way to get that high that we used to have in the sporting community and, and that some, some camaraderie. And, and, you know, in a twisted way, I get his point. But I had to also include the steroids because, you know, if, if, if you don't have that uh, motivation from an outside source and you never had it from an internal, basically, push, I can see where that would happen. Do you see any relevance in what Stan was saying? Yeah, I mean, I definitely do see some relevance, and I think a lot of it is the peers you hang out with as well. Um, I was always around natural athletes, um, so that was my big drive. Plus, I also saw a lot of the negatives that comes about with people taking steroids or performance-enhancing drugs. You see a lot of health issues that are are coming Mm -hmm. premature, uh, and I guess I was looking at longevity. What can I do for the long haul that's going to continue to push me, elevate me? Something I can do with my friends, work out. Something I can share with people. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, I guess that was for me. You know, it was it was what can we do competitive after? Yeah, that that high of winning a soccer game or playing or scoring a goal in hockey. Um, I would say bodybuilding is kind of similar to that, but it's kind of a little bit different mm-hmm. because when you I guess from my standpoint, my goal is to beat my last competition look. Um, If I've done that, I've already won. I can't control who shows up, but if I bring my best, then I'm there just to have fun, share the camaraderie, um, share the experience with the other competitors, and just have fun. Um, So that's kind of my two cents or my thought on that. No, I, I, I totally agree on that because, uh, like I said, we, we do come from a family. I mean, when we say fit fam, it's not just a hashtag. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, camaraderie backstage. I mean, regardless of what you see on stage, there's a lot of uh, positive energy backstage. And I've always loved that, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about competing and, and supporting the industry because it just doesn't seem like I can do enough just knowing there's people like you, uh, Larry, you know, uh, Anna Marie, Denny Kekos, you know, people that are basically putting their heart and soul in it. And it's like, well, what can I do to add value to what you guys are doing to help represent, you know, your hard work? And I'm sure you think the same way. It's just, you know, I found a format and was blessed with a format of radio and and video sometimes. Um, it's, It's a lot that happens that you guys do. And without the backstory, all it is is somebody stepping on stage looking phenomenal. But you don't get to sure. hear about the, the the phenom that's out there if they don't have a platform to say it, that voice. And, and and you guys have a lot to say. I mean, I, 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 I said we can never run out of guests on the show because everyone's got something that's their life. 
and it's unique about their life. And, and you know, like, like I said, when you stepped on the PNBA, I had seen you prior to that. You know, we we bumped into each other uh, many times in the past. But this time and this look, it was a, a, a lights-out a moment, a lights-out factor where it didn't matter who showed up. You were the bus off. Because I know you said, like you said, you don't know who's going to show up. You don't know how anyone's going to look. And it's so amazing to me is that you know there's going to be a buzzsaw coming. Everyone understands it, and we still compete. And it's so funny because I always laugh and I smile because you <laughs> never, ever know. I remember when Jonathan Hagen came out at the Heart of America, and he'd been competing years mm-hmm. prior, and he finally got that. that uh, he got it all put together. And when he stepped on stage, and I, I just remember me and Darren Steen were backstage, and we said, oh, my goodness. No one is and and because he was so, um, people were so used to him competing, he kind of got looked over until he came out of his uh, his warm up, and then it was just oh, okay, oh my god, and that was one of those moments <laughs> where the uh, PFBA North, North uh, Natural North America where it was the same thing with you, and, and well, I remember thank me you. in an area where oh, holy crap, uh, I- anyone that you know had. Uh, prior celebrations in their mind about what was going to happen. Had no clue. You know, because we, we, we do the circuit. We go around, we, we compete, but sometimes our bodies align to the shows we plan, and then it's amazing. When you, let, let's let go flip side first. When you got on stage and saw the buzzsaw until today, I mean, well, the last show that you did, and you were the buzzsaw, because no one knows you don't know when you're going to what, – what's to expect until you actually get in that venue, step on stage, and even then you're not really sure. So talk about being sure. on the side where you met the bus off and then talk on the, uh, about the side where you were the bus off. Well, I guess I can go back to uh, – first of all, Cliff Wilson is my coach. Um, I've hired him mm-hmm. the last two times I've competed, and since working with Cliff, I guess – I've won every show I've competed in. But before that, uh, I took second three shows in a row. And getting to those shows, you would look backstage and see somebody, and it was just like, uh-oh, that's that's the guy to beat. I don't know that yeah. I can beat him. And, and I guess going into the last four shows now, I guess I was confident that I was going to win, but I wasn't cocky, I guess. Um, you never yeah. know what the judges are going to think, but I, you, I guess I was know, that's right. thinking that, well, I've – I've got all the parts and pieces here um, from – I don't really have any weak points here as I'm looking at competitors backstage, but I guess that's the mind frame I go into is I want to win, but I'm just going to bring the best package I can and work on my weaknesses in the yeah. off season, and that's yeah. really what I did to, to bring up my physique from three years ago to, to this year, I guess. And 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 you you so. definitely did, and uh, you know they, uh, when you knew that there's always a show you where you realize. I mean, Sammy Sisk was the one I can always go back to, to where you know I had, based like you were saying, had all the components together, and you know I I it was my best package today, and just saw him and I said you know I got a lot to work to go on as far as muscle density. His symmetry was phenomenal. Um, he was, I mean, like backstage, he, he didn't have 
I mean, he just wasn't posing, so I didn't really see him at his best. But when he was lights out in the posing on stage, there must have been six or seven poses where in the pictures I had my mouth wide open because I was just shocked mm-hmm. at what was backstage as compared to what he was doing on stage. And I sure. knew I was my butt handed to me. Right, you know, and everybody in my in my corner was saying, you know, you look great. And I'm saying, look, I've judged before. I've seen first place. I'm looking at it, and it's not me. And and then there's nothing wrong <laughs> with being honest and truthful because I mean the outcome is inevitable regardless of what anyone is saying or what message you're getting or text message. Because I think a lot of times as competitors we forego the competition, and like you said, we've had the best looks that we've ever had in in, in our lives mm-hmm. when we look at there, and that's that's the best we've ever ever looked. And then you have to stand next to someone, and it's like, okay, wow, this is this is what elite looks like. And uh, a good example I have is uh, Marshall Johnson and Zachary Roush, because everybody was, you know, they saw Zach, and when he went out to Virginia, and he looked, wow, I mean, he had that wow physique. But you stood him next to Marshall mm-hmm. Johnson, and it's like, whoa, okay, now I get it. And you know, it it happens. Mm-hmm. As competitors, we're going to be, we're, we're going to win, and, and sometimes we're going to be handed our, our own butt. And it's, it's, it's not as painful because, like you said, we, we know the struggle, we know the diet, we know the prep, and some days it's just not for us. Have you had those moments where you thought, you know, going in, hey, I got a good shot, and then you saw, and then like where you have the North American where it's just no matter what anybody could do. There was just no touching it. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I guess I've never gone into a show thinking that I was going to get just destroyed. Um, I've always really prided myself on not cheating on the diet, giving myself enough time to come in ready. Um, mm-hmm. So if somebody's going to beat me, it's going to be that muscle maturity. It's going to be that person that's done this for many more years than me. Um, I want to make sure I do my homework, but, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, maybe that's what the next couple shows might be for me. Um, that's, that's kind of what I'm, you know, I want to make sure I'm putting myself up against the, the, you know, the better, the best of the best and and see, see where the chips fall. See where, where, where do I stand with, with some of the elite bodybuilders? And that's kind of what my game plan for this year is just to, where where do I stand? Where am I at? That, that's kind of my thought. Yeah. I'll bring my best package. How do I stand against a Marshall Johnson? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out this year. Now, I, I think, uh, I, and I, I always pat the Midwest on the back, and I, I do stick my chest out when when I speak about the, the region of competitors that we have, and I, I say bar none, so we're the best. And it's simply because we've got so many elite competitors we can go up against each other. It's almost like the East Coast. Uh, no, I don't want to say the East Coast. The East and the West, and it comes to the NBA, where it seemed like uh, we have to grind it out so much. And and, and because it was such a, a, a reworking of, of how to become better, and the talent was so good that we couldn't help but basically propel each other and into the atmosphere because you mm-hmm. know, it, it's just that level of competition. So 
So, you know, when you when sure. you step on stage in the Midwest, it's it's really a good thing because you are seeing the best. And, you know, I I, I have to go back because Carl's asking about an amateur physique as compared to a pro physique. But I, I did share a lot of your pictures uh, leading up to this show. And sure. he said, whoa, I don't see how any amateur can ever hope to to beat a physique like that. Now, Carl, I, I'll, I'll let Mike do it, and then I'll piggyback what he said. But, you know, there's, there's a difference between winning a pro card and then competing as a pro. There's a, it, it's a much tougher group, sure. and it's a much harder, but uh, like you were saying, much muscle maturity. I'll let you explain it, and then I'll piggyback what what you were as an amateur and now what you've been as a pro. Sure. I mean, for, there is a huge difference. And I think one of the big factors is amateurs are typically relatively new into the sport. You know, I can look at my mm-hmm. past, for instance, uh, when I would get ready for a show, it was 10 to 12 weeks of prep. Uh, I would cheat here and there. Um, you know, I thought I was lean, but conditioning was, you know, it was good conditioning, but it wasn't mm-hmm. pro level conditioning. So the yeah. biggest thing is, is diet. Um, I mean, I, I did a 26 week diet for this show. Um, working with Cliff Wilson, didn't cheat on my diet once followed my macros hundred percent. I would have never have done that as a, as an amateur. And it takes years to get to the point where you're able to do that. It's not, I would never expect somebody just jumping into bodybuilding to do what I do. They would never do it again. Um, you almost mm-hmm. need some, some local then to get into some, you know, decent size shows, learn how to diet, learn what, what uh, no energy is. You know, does, does, does somebody know what 80 grams of carbs a day is? Um, and then having to do cardio and, and going mm-hmm. to bed hungry. And there's a lot that goes into it. And then, then you got to throw in your posing. Before I got on the interview with you, I, I ran through my routine. I did. Uh, I actually played the, the uh, prejudging from the North America, and I posed to it. Uh, how many amateurs mm-hmm. are going to do that? So there's True. there's a big difference between what the the pros uh, will do the sacrifice compared to what an amateur is I guess that's that's kind of what I would say about it. Yes, and uh, like like you were saying, there's a, there's a lot of work that goes into it. As a, but as an amateur, you're developing. As a pro, you're pretty set in stone about what has to happen. And mm-hmm. when when you're talking about an amateur physique, it's still in development. It's like a, a work in progress. And then you have someone that's like that. So, you know, you can't say, well, I could never beat somebody like that because it, then we would never have anybody coming up the ranks. Because <laughs> they would say, well, how can I compete against a physique like that? But we can go back on our own pictures, and I can remember what I used to look like. And it, it was pretty bad. I look at some of the poses and I have to laugh. I, I get a lot of oh, yeah. uh, humor out of my back of the day pictures. <laughs> and I, I really, I look on those times fondly, but you know, I was always under the understanding I could do better. I don't think there's anybody that stayed in this sport that said, you know, I, I got something I got to work on. I have to improve on this and that, whatever. So, you know, it's like a, a, a great, Sword that's been honed and, and chiseled and beaten down. So of course it's going to be more than shiny. Of course it's going to be more than sharp. Uh, 
but it took years for that person to create that. And then, and, you know, I don't, Carl, I, I don't want you to think that uh, it's not something you can't attain, but as a natural athlete, it's going to take years to do. And I think that's why it's so special when a natural athlete competes because you're looking at years of development, years of sacrifice, years of dedication, and, and years of wanting to improve because that's mm-hmm. not something that's normal. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I, when people tell me I'm not normal, I, I don't take offense to that. I, I take that as a compliment. No. Because there's nothing normal about what I do. I mean, like, like you're saying, that the, the three times of doing something, the two times of, of cardio sometimes you, you have to, it, it, it's, you're not going to put your health at risk, but you are going to stretch the limit because you want to know what's behind door number two. We already know what's behind door number one. That was the amateur side. On the pro side, it's door number two and door number three because that's the elite and then that's upper echelon. As that pro that's competing, what would you tell an amateur who's still, you know, on the on the up and coming and has the potential but doesn't really have the focus to bring out the best in their potential? I would say make sure they're focusing on weaknesses. Everybody always tries to, oh, I've got big arms, so oh, I need to work goodness. on my arms. No, if you've got yeah. – uh, if you need to work on the quads, you need to make sure you hit that back thickness or the quads. Um, hire a coach. You know, pay somebody. If you pay somebody, um, that was my experience. If I'm paying somebody, I'm going to follow exactly what they tell me to do because I don't want to waste my money. Um, exactly. That is a great way to – I guess, push you through, uh, give you some more motivation. And then also look back at where you started, where you're at, and just be impressed with the, uh, the progress you've made and just realize it's not going to happen overnight. True. You got to keep ticking, keep going, keep pushing. I, I love that point. Uh, this one's from Buzz, B-U-Z-Z. And he says, when he started getting ready in bodybuilding and trying to just lose weight and get healthier, him and his family mm-hmm. noticed a remarkable transformation in the first two months. But after that, it seems like things slowed down, and I'm not making as much progress as I was. Is there something I'm missing, or is there something I should be doing more? Again, everything is easy in the beginning, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if you've got a lot of weight to lose, it's going to come off pretty easy at the beginning. Uh, exactly. As you get closer, farther into the diet, I mean, that's the same way with me when I'm getting ready for competition. As I get further into the diet, the less energy I have, the less food I get to consume, uh, it definitely mm-hmm. becomes more challenging. Uh, and that's where you need friends, family. Um, you got to have that, that willpower. And, and that's where I think a coach is huge. Um, help push mm-hmm. you, tell you what to do. Uh, sometimes you just need that, tell me what to do. Eat this, go work out, go do that, and you just have to get into robot mode and go. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not easy. It's, if it was easy, no. everybody would be up there. Everybody would be a pro. That's true. So, I don't know. I think, <laughs> no, I, I really think that we've had you know things handed to us so easily that we're waiting for that shortcut. 
and there isn't one. Yep, I, I agree. mean, and 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 it's it's so many things that are handed out, and this is a sacrifice, but it's not something that can kill your will. It actually strengthens it if you do it correctly. I've seen people, you know, come hell or high water. This is the only thing, and and I said, well then. You might get one good show out of yourself, but you won't be able to do any more because it took more than you could give on a sustainable fashion, I guess the best way to say it, because there's family, mm-hmm. there's friends, there's jobs, there's, you know, whatever, there's life, there's, yep. there's hundreds of, of things that factor in, and we want that quick shortcut, so like you said, in, in the average society, they do have that. Uh, pizza, slice of pizza. Well, no, no, you can't do that slice of pizza. Well, then you do have that. No, no, you can't have that either. Well, then, well, then what's the point? And then that's when you get to the root of who you are. Because as a person that works mm-hmm. in sports, yeah, it, it's okay to do that. I don't mind, you know, not having these things because it it is going to slow me down on the field. It is going to keep me from jumping as high as I need to. It is going to keep me from uh, jumping over the fence and catching that that home run and stealing it from him. It is going to make me a, a better athlete if I don't cut corners. If you have someone that's you trying have to have the ability to, to delay pleasure. Yes, there you go. And, and it's not a bad thing for an athlete. And this is where I think we confuse bodybuilding with everyday life because we are seen in the gym a lot. And, and you know, there's people saying, well, heck, I could do that. I could lift like that. But then you have to go to the home front and see what happens there. And then it's all of a sudden, well, you know, I, yeah, I can still do it, but, I, you know, even though I don't do it, well, that's an excuse. And it's like, okay, you're taking away from the hard work that Mike Porter does to look the way he does by dismissing the diet and the willpower it takes to do it. And that's the one thing I always have, I guess, an issue with is by devaluing everything that you did to justify how easy it would be for them to try. Because the, the couch potato is the worst athlete I've ever met in my life, and I've never seen him do anything other than critique someone else's hard work and effort. As an athlete, sure. with what you've done, there's a lot of things you can say and basically hold somebody from doing because you can tell right now you're not going to last. What do you tell that person that basically wants to get it all? You know, I'm, I'm talking about he's, he's signed up for bodybuilding.com. He's bought two months of protein. He's got six months of uh, some, I don't know, Billy Blanks video. What do you tell that person to basically keep their sanity but still have them understand they're not ready for this kind of endeavor. Boy, that is a that is a great loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> what do I tell that person? I don't know. You know, because I I do deal with people all the time at the gym that, well, you know, I could probably do that too, and. But then nobody's mm-hmm. ever willing to do the diet. Um, I guess I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> well, I'm it gonna, takes I'm a special person, I guess, to do. 
I'm going to help okay. you with this one because this this one you, you've said it, and you, and you were very good in saying it when you were talking downstairs at the PNBA. You didn't realize what you were saying, but it did get my attention when you said it. You know, there's a lot that's going on in my life, and there were a lot of people that had to come to my aid to make sure that sure. I stayed focused. And these people that are saying what they're saying are only using the I statement. I can do this. Gotcha. I can do that. I can beat you. I can do And there's so many people. I remember the first time I got ready to get on stage, I cried like a baby because I realized how many people had given their time for me to get on stage. And I said I could never repay what they've done because the enormity of what was going on didn't happen until that moment where I had five minutes to pump up and get out there. And I'm hoping that I don't cry through my tan because it's just hitting me that hard. And I said, (laughs) I'll never, I'll never forget this moment. I'll never take them for granted. I'll always hold them near and dear to my heart because they knew what I was getting into. They didn't know if I would be able to finish, but they still stuck with me until the end. And that blew me away. And and that was something that you were saying downstairs, and I said, he gets it. That's what let me know that you'll be coming back again and again year after year because you've got a support system and a foundation that will sustain you. And I think that is the one thing where you have people tell you, you know, I used to look like that. Well, that's good. What happened? Or, I, you know, back in my <laughs> day, dude, I'm, I'm older than you are. So, you know, what day are we talking? Because I was in that day. Sure. So it's always the, the, the me, my, and I, but it's never the we, us, and our. And that's what basically keeps us from falling apart and keeps our sanity. And I know you've got a great yep. support system because that wife of yours is just amazing and how she gets around and makes sure that everything's being handled. And I just remember even to the point when I was hollering out some of the poses and she could see I was trying to key you in and she thanks me for it. So, that's, you know, when you have stuff like that in, the, in, your, in your background, of course your forefront is going to be better because you're very safe and secure in doing it. So when you when as a pro, how much does that factor in, knowing that you have a sustainable foundation? It's huge. You got to have that 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 support structure for sure. I mean, there's there's your gym family, then there's your 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 family. You know, I get a lot of support from my family. You you go to these outings and everyone kind of just leaves me alone. They know I can't eat the food. They're not pressuring me. Um, then you got your friends again. They're they're excited that you're doing this. They aren't ready to jump on stage, but they're very supportive. They want to come watch and yell for you. And that that Mm -hmm. gets you excited. You know, if you've got people in the crowd, you're going to flex a little harder. You're going to try and pose a little longer to get ready to make sure you're not going to disappoint them. So that is, that is a very important part is to have that support structure that will help you go farther, longer and, and make sure you're ready. So, yeah, that was very well said by you. Yes. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. But that stems from something you had said, and I I just love hearing it. Because, you know, I I think uh, a lot of times we have 
phenomenal athletes that win their pro card. But like I said, they gave everything to get there. And without sure. that sustainable support system, we don't see them anymore. There's plenty of guys that I knew back in the day. And I thought, wow, they will be amazing. And I can't wait for that 20 or 30 uh, lineup of pro competitors where they're splitting them in half and then, you know, in a, a half hour show. And it's basically just the pros being judged. And I, I was thinking this is going to happen because we had so many coming out of our region. And basically, you know, when you see them again, it's, it's hard to recognize them. Um, I don't want to say they let themselves go, but they don't look anything like they did when they were competing on stage. And the question was mm-hmm. always, you know, what happened? You know, and then it's like, oh, you know, it took everything out of me. Uh, I, I had nothing left. You know, I got. I don't even care for the sport anymore because you know they had to give and invest so much for that one event that there was absolutely nothing left in the mental tank for that to happen. Um, I'm gonna hmm. jump over because this is the one, and uh, I also take uh, an issue with, and that's the illusion of of competing because I've seen. Uh, people get on stage and they, they're living in an illusion where, you know, they think the gym body is going to be that first place with the on stage. And I said, for me, a natural athlete is showing the best of the least, meaning I'm showing the best muscle with the least amount of body fat. I don't think that's an illusion. Mm-hmm. I think that's great lighting, but the lighting is just showing off exactly what you're presenting. And so when, when mm-hmm. people say that it's an illusion, I, I just don't agree with that. You've got great big muscles with very little body fat. That's the name of the game. I don't think there's anything illusionary about that. I think that's basically everything you needed to do at the time you needed to do it, showing it at the time it needs to be seen the most on stage. I have yet mm-hmm. to see anyone try to hide anything on stage. That's the illusion. If someone could hide their body fat on stage and <laughs> win a show, I would say, okay, that's the illusion. But I take issue when sure. people say it's an illusion because you look that way and then you put a shirt on and you don't show it. Well, you're covered up, which is what a body is with body fat. So, of course, mm-hmm. it doesn't look that way if it's covered. If you're showing and presenting exactly what your body looks like with the least amount of body fat possible, that's what you're presenting on stage. There's no illusion to that. Um, How do you feel about that? Because, honestly, I don't agree with that statement, and I just want to make sure that I'm not hogging the time with with that idea. No, I I really, really like the analogy that you just just referenced. Uh, I guess I've never thought of it in that that way, and I, I really really like that and I agree 100% um, yeah I might not be as big as my off season I might be 15-20 pounds heavier in my off season but if you if I take my shirt off and you compare my, my stage ready physique versus my non-stage ready well then by all means yeah I look I'm not hiding anything it's not an illusion I, I look bigger even though I'm smaller but yeah there's there's no no sweater of fat around to to hide the exactly. So, exactly. yeah, I agree 100%. So all that chest is your chest. All those glutes are your glutes. All that back is your back. All those quads are your quads. 
it's everything you were supposed to do correctly. And I think the mythos mm-hmm. stems from comparing to an enhanced individual. That is an illusion because that's everything yeah. you are with the drugs you're taking. That's an illusionary mm-hmm. statement because if you were to open them up and do an autopsy right then and there, there's so much harm and damage to the internal body that they're covering up. That is the illusion. I said, now, if we're talking about trying to hide body fat on a natural athlete, that is the illusion. But if you're talking about mm-hmm. a natural athlete doing everything they're supposed to do, there's no illusion. It's presenting everything you did. Your hard work is not an illusion. It's hard work. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, it oh, my goodness, it gets me when I hear people there's say no that. There's no shortcuts for a natural athlete. No, sir. And all the work that you've done has been devalued and downgraded because someone is looking for an excuse of saying, well, you know, I could do that. And, you know, I I, I don't hear that when it comes to basketball in the the NBA. I don't hear that when it comes to football in the NFL. You say, Mm -hmm. as soon as somebody were to make that statement, they'd be shut down. Oh, come on. If you could do it, you'd be out there right now. Then that's what we need Mm -hmm. to be saying for ourselves instead of basically people passing that excuse out and we basically go, oh, yeah, I can see where you can think. No, I don't see where you can say that. I don't see any part of that because I know the hard work that Mike Porter does. I know the hard work that Anne-Marie does. I know the hard work that Demarion does. And it's not easy. It's not easy. And it it, it is a sport Mm -hmm. because you have to become so in tune with what you're doing. You have to take that time to do it. It's not something you just say, okay, two weeks from now, I'm going to be stepping on stage. You would be basically doing a bucket list <laughs> and would be a mockery to the stage of the competitors out there. The the, the yep. men's bodybuilding, pro bodybuilding, all of you guys would phenomenal. All of you guys would uh, obviously you. do well in an amateur side show because you were so spot on with what you were doing. But if you were, it, it, oh my goodness, I can't even make the comparison. It's just so much better to watch a pro on stage honing their craft as compared to an amateur that's learning it. And then you sure. have the gym person that's trying to be an amateur. So, you know, it, it, there's levels of, of work. And you guys are in the upper elite mentally. It's not even a comparison as to what you have to get <laughs> no. as compared to basically just saying, I want a gym membership and get three works out, three workouts a week. Then you have the person that's helping their game, and then you have the person that's basically trying to compete. Then you have the person that's learning to compete. Then you have the amateur that wins a novice. And then I'd say take – Ten more steps up, and then you have the pro athlete. And because of that mindset, there can be no illusion because you guys have basically set the scene, uh, wrote the script, did the production, did the movie, and then you got the credits of the people that basically were helping, you know, create all of that together. There's mm-hmm. no illusion. And so, you know, I, I, I get where our, our listeners are trying to compliment you 
but they've been led a false narrative. And I think they're reading from the wrong script. You, if they want to do that, then put that on the enhanced state. Because I would say, yes, that's an illusion. Because, you know, if, if all I have to do is take a diuretic and and be leaned out to the point where I'm uh, peeled on the skin, yeah, that's an illusion. Because as soon as, you know, you drink the water, you, you're basically looking like the Michelin man. You know, if uh, <laughs> I don't get my, my cycle in, before my competition, then I'm, of course I'm not going to be as, as uh, muscular because I haven't injected uh, testosterone that's going to need to sustain that kind of growth. And, you know, because you, you're foregoing the damage to your body. So, yeah, of course I would see that as an illusion. And, and you know, I, I am biased because I know the harm that comes from this stuff. And so I can't call it health and fitness if everything you're doing is taken away from it. So that would be an illusion on that. But I sure. digress. Yeah, I, 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 I went <laughs> on a rant. And I apologize for it because this is about my course. Now, you have done some phenomenal things. When you first started up until now, what were mm-hmm. some of the transitions where you knew there were some things you had to get away? Because this one's from uh, Bethany. And Bethany's saying, you know, if he, he – I don't want to say you sound like you are a, a mindful individual and you are aware of who you are, but there's a lot of transitions we had to make. And I know one of the things that I had to do, and I don't, I don't know about anybody else, but there's certain people I had to do away with in my life because they weren't friends. They were more people dealing with issues and I would call tag along. And, you know, when yeah. they would go to the gym, they would do things to slow it down. They would try to push food on me. You know, I'm a uh, recovering alcoholic, and they'd always want to go out and party and always, you know, offer drinks and stuff like that. And I had to get away from that. From the time you started until now, what are some of the things that you had to transition to become a a better husband, a better coworker, a better everything, and uh, just start from there? Because, you know, we, we have listeners that don't necessarily want to compete, but they do want to be better, healthy, and fit. Well, yeah, you definitely need to. Well, you need to analyze who you're hanging out with, and you need to surround yourself with positive people. Um, like you said, you do need to, I guess, do a reality check and see is this person somebody that's, uh, you know, trying to push me to do things I don't want to do. That's not going to help my goal. Uh, another thing is, a lot of times it's people you work out with too. Um, I'm, I was always working out with people, and to get to the point where you can learn like the mind-muscle connection of working out, working out smarter, not harder, um, not trying mm-hmm. to just lift as heavy as you possibly can. So a lot of these things you need to learn, and some people just need to learn through experience. That might be an injury that forces you to, to concentrate on rehab or other muscle groups. Um, but there's a, there's a big learning curve there when you're starting compared to where I'm at now. I don't lift as heavy as I used to. I lift smarter. Yeah. Um, I might still have friends that want to talk in the gym, but I'm going to keep working out as they're talking. Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess you just need to mentally, you need to get tougher yourself, which again, it takes time. Uh, I have no problem. I'm a salesman. So I'm going into customers. I'm taking them donuts or pizza or things that I can't eat. And I'll sit down and have a chicken salad while they're eating pizza. And it just doesn't bother me at all. 
Um, and they always ask, well, how can nice. you even do that? And it's just, well, it's, I've made my mind up. I, it doesn't bother me. Food is fuel. Food is not an emotional experience. Um, but again, it, it takes that time and you might need some mentors to help push you. You might have to, to fall back a few times to learn to, to take a couple steps forward. Um, so a lot of it's time surrounding yourself with the right people, continue to read, learn, um, you know, read books, um, and go find that person that's a natural, that's better, that's, that's there longer at the gym, that works out smarter, better. What are they doing that you're not doing? Go learn from other people. Don't just think you can do it all on your own. The time you quit asking is the time you, you quit improving and you quit developing. Um, I'll never claim to know everything. I never claim to know a lot, but I guess there's, there's smart and there's wise, and I want to continue to be wise as well as smart. Um, would well, be my thing is just, just keep learning. That would be my two cents on that. Yeah, yeah and, uh, you know, and speaking of, of books, you know, it's got to be nice to have your coach and uh, – Dr. Peter Fitchin, yes, Cliff Wilson and uh, Peter Fitch put together just a, an amazing, uh, I cannot think of the name of it. Maybe it's like bodybuilding. Ah, boy, I can't think of the name of the book. But uh, if anybody's looking even just to get started or if you're a seasoned athlete, that would be the book, the textbook to, to get to, to really help guide you. Uh, it's a great starting point or to, to get you on that pro stage. Yeah, and and there's so much uh, garbage out there. It, it's good to get real information because you know it seems like everybody is out to make a buck off of your health or the the destruction of it. So you know it, it's <laughs> like you said, it, it's good to know the sport, and there's plenty of us that know the right people in it. And I think that's where you know a lot of people get confused because. So-and-so did a show, and now they're going to help me with mine. And I'm thinking, well, what you know, what did they do? How did they do? What was the show? And and then these are the questions that are immediately coming from my mind. It's like, well, what, you don't trust them? And I thought, no, I just want to know the background. So, you know, you, you can know if you're going to be successful in that because you don't say, well, because, you know, I ate chicken today and my body responded, it's going to respond that same way tomorrow. And even if my blood relatives have the same meal, that they're going to respond the same. These are the things we know almost instinctively now that we didn't know back in the day. And with with uh, you know Cliff and and John Gorman and Peter, you know, and Dr. Joe, there's there's so many resources that we can know to turn to and and get the right information as compared to Joe Blow out of the gym that said he competed, but you can't ever find a show that he competed in or a trophy or mm-hmm. award that he won. So, you know, it, it's always confusing how they can, I mean, talk themselves into a state of being a coach. I'll put that in air quotes and possibly bringing <laughs> someone else. But I have yet to see a, a even a fifth place of physique out of the person. I mean, we have them. I'm sure you know them as well. But it's always mystifying is how they 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 get in to the, the the spot that they're in where they're basically in charge of someone's health because that's always scary to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they go into it with an open mind, and a lot of times with an open wallet and trust, and the open mind is beaten 
the open wallet is worn and the trust is broken. So, you know, we we can save them if we can get to them, but a lot of times it's either the choice of enhancement or just, you know, having their, their, their health ruined. <clears throat> now, you've had a great support group. I don't want to get away from that because I know there's been a lot that's happened, you know, for you to get where you are or you don't become a sure. fool of, of the caliber that you have. Go ahead and, and give that shout out and, and let them know that they matter. Sure. Well, I guess, first of all, my wife, obviously she's the one that, uh, that pushes me. She helps me with every aspect from, from diet to food prep to putting my tan on to just pushing me. Um, she's, she's very supportive, always there a hundred percent for me. Um, family again is huge. They try to go as many shows as they possibly can. Friends are all very supportive. Um, again, just push me, drive me. Um, Rich Farrigan is the one that actually got me into bodybuilding. He owns a gym at little town in uh, Northern Michigan, Grayling. He's the one that, uh, got me to, to start and help me with, with posing and how to do a routine and kind of all the basics to get going. So I really got to thank him um, for where I'm at today. My gym now, obviously, is a, is a huge part of it. They they did bodybuilding back in the day, and, you know, they helped me with, uh, you know, we do a local show up here, and I judge that, and I just have a very close relationship with them, and they they like to – to come to shows when they're close, if they can, and, and again, keep pushing me and just want to see how I'm doing. So, um, and then I guess God is another huge one. You know, you got to have that, uh, that faith yeah, that he's going to push you, help yeah. you through. Um, so yeah, that would, I guess, be my, my support structure. And then that's a great support structure to have, but much indeed. Um, one other thing is, uh, when, I, I think people are, are confused with the categories. Um, they said, wow, that guy is big. This this is from Jim. He said, that guy is big, and he, he capitalized B-I-G. How do, and here we go back to this, uh, uh, winning a pro card is not the same as stepping on a pro stage. I know people that do, mm-hmm. but uh, sometimes they've, they've given uh, an awakening that, sometimes crushes them uh, mentally and sometimes stirs them to work even harder. It's depending on the mindset going into that show. Uh, Mike Mm -hmm. Porter, like you said, he's been competing for years. So his body is very developed. You have somebody that's basically winning a a pro card and and, in a great amateur lineup still has room for development. So I, I, Mm I don't, like, like I said, I, I, it, it's so I'll let you explain it, then I'll pick it up. I guess I don't understand the question you're asking me to. Well, they're saying you're so big as compared to uh, one of the shows that he did. I, I, not, not that he did, he attended. Gotcha. And gotcha, some gotcha. Of the I don't know that I'm so big. I, oh, you are. I think a big difference is is symmetry. You know, I've really worked yeah. on my symmetry which gives the small waist, the kind of the, the, the mm. V taper. So I, I yes. tried to work on every muscle group to, to make the joints look as small there as possible go. and the muscle look as, as, as good as possible. So you get that muscle yes. maturity. Um, 
it just takes time, but I guess I don't consider myself that big. It's just on good yes. definition. I, I, I will I will I will interject on that one and I'll jump in and explain why. <laughs> you just said every point. There's people that get on stage and have a great phenomenal body part and it's eye catching. It gets the judge's attention immediately in the amateur side because most of the time it's just muscle in development. And then you have standout mm-hmm. development. As amateurs, you have a good chance of winning simply because you basically, like like Mike said earlier, you found a good body part, you worked it to its best potential, and you won because no one else had that component in it. Everybody looks the same except for that body part for you. And you get on stage and you, mm-hmm. you stand out. And now you have to go to the pro level and you take that one body part and you stand it next to somebody like Mike who's worked all facets. And then you say, this is what a pro stage looks like. And either you defeat yeah, it's not what's it. a good body part now. It's what it, does anybody have any weaknesses? Yes. There you go. And this is why you're big on stage because everything is developed to its potential as it should be on a pro stage. As an amateur, I truly understand you had the one body part that everybody complimented you on, and that's what stimulated you to compete. And God bless you for it. But now you got to work <laughs> past potential and get on there and bust your butts with everything else. Just like you said, there's certain parts that we have to accept are weaker parts of our body. And if we cannot accept that, then we truly aren't pros competing. We're basically running off of potential, and at some point, potential does not run out. But it has to be pushed over into motivation and and improvement. So Mm -hmm. you've done your job. So, yes, you're big on stage simply because you work to be that way. (laughs) Because it it, 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 is, I mean, I I remember, because um, we're going to be getting tanned at the the Windy City Classic by the same tanner. And she had okay, asked yeah. for some pictures. Yes. And she could not stop. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's it just like he's so big out there. Because we've been to the shows, and we've seen, you know, the best. Anyone <laughs> that looks like you has done their job. And like I said, I will well, not take you. away from that hard work and effort because the job of a bodybuilder is to bring the most muscle to stage while leaving all the body fat they can at home or in the diet they didn't do and didn't screw up. Sure. And you did that to the T. And even though well, the guys you. on stage with you look the way they look, and I'm not taking away from any of them because they look great, but you look the absolute best, and that's what a pro is supposed to do when he steps on stage in a pro competition. There's no promoter that doesn't have a warm heart for somebody that brings a physique like yours. I can promise you that. Thank you. Appreciate that. No, you're folks welcome, and I thank you. I think I'm one of the biggest fans of the sport, and it it truly does my heart a joy when you can see a pro lineup like we saw at the Natural North American and still have someone stand out above that. 
that is what stimulates the audience. That is what stimulates the kids in the audience. And to, for the fact that they don't have to have it destroyed by finding out there's a drug that compels you to do it, it stimulates them even more whether they understand it or not. So, you know, the show's almost done. Is there anything you have to say for any up-and-coming athletes? Because it sounds like we have a lot on the on the uh, lot of listeners that are thinking about doing it now that they've seen uh, your front, uh, no, your your rear lat spread and that uh, hands on <laughs> hips most mark. They're really loving those two. Gotcha. I guess I'm going to try and bring even a better package than I brought the the natural uh, the North America. Um, but I guess me being the critique I am. There are certain things that I still think that I can improve upon working with Cliff that uh, I've got a show this coming weekend, uh, the River City Classic NGA, and uh, I'm actually just, uh, you know, two pounds lighter than I was going into the North America, and I think that I'm going to come in even just a little bit sharper. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess that's me being the, the critique, is the critic, is, is I want to continuously improve. What can I do differently? Even though I brought the best package, what can I do – I've got three more shows. How can I bring a better package to each show as I continually um, do these? So that's, I guess I'm coming. I'm coming for whoever's going to be there, and I and I hope there's some good competition, and I hope they're ready for me. I I, I do too, and I, again I I applaud you on your on your hard work and effort. Uh, kudos to Cliff. Uh, shout out to your wife for being the support that she is. Um, great job. I look forward to seeing you at the Windy City uh, Classic. I, I can only imagine how you're going to look then. Uh, great job with the show tonight. Uh, you've got the wow factor. Uh, I, I haven't said some of the stuff that the women have said because you are a married man. <laughs> um, uh, great job with that. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Mike Porter, thanks so much. Likewise. Uh, Thank you, Kevin. Awesome I really appreciate the time. I, I do too. Great, great show tonight, and and thank you so much for being part of it. Thank you very much. All right, everyone. That was Mike Porter, phenomenal athlete. If you see him in person, you will be in for a treat. Uh, and 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 on behalf of Des and the P4P guys, your body is a temple, so let's build it. <laughs>